Welcome to episode 18 of Booze and Phasers. I'm Audrey Kearns. I'm Claudia Dahl. And this is a show where we get down and nerdy with all things science fiction. So hopefully you're listening to us on our network, Giant Size Team Up. Giant Size Team Up. If not, visit them <laughs> online and have a listen to their other fine podcasts. So now fun. on this episode, we'll be talking about that new Wonder Woman trailer that came out yesterday. Brian yes. Fuller's exit as showrunner on Star Trek Discovery. And our topic is all things Guinan. But first, guests. We have two wonderful ensemble members from the Star Trek. Not from the Star Trek. From Star Trek, the improvised generation. <laughs> That's when your mom says it. I know. <laughs> That's Star from the Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> That's from the Star Trek. From improvised. Star Trek, the improvised generation, which is an incredible, you guessed it, improvised show performed here in Los Angeles at Impro Theater. First up, we have Paul Hungerford. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey. Excited it's- to be here. Great. Good. And then we have Aliza Pearl. Hello. Hi, How are hi. you guys? Good. Really oh, good. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Star Trek. This is the Star Trek, the improvised the show Star Trek, that the you're Star Trek, in. The, the Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. The Star Trek. We actually, and, and not to not to sound uh, not to sound ho- or awful, but uh, we call it the improvised generation as not to upset CBS or the Paramount. That's a, probably a good idea. <laughs> well, you know what? With all those rules that they put out a exactly. few months ago, you guys are smart. Yeah. We had a big yeah. conversation about that when they released yeah. the fan rules yeah. for the yeah. fan yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. And we decided that if we just call it the improvised generation, hopefully that will that will less affect mm-hmm. their their anger. Um, yeah. uh, improvised generation. This is our, we're going into our third season. We open nice. January 14th. Saturday, January 14th. Yeah, we're at Impro Studio. And this, that will be your third season? Yeah. Third season, oh, yes. Nice. And, and it's always been at Impro? Yes. Yeah, Impro, Impro Studio. Studio. Yeah, in, in Los Feliz. Yeah. So yeah. now I've seen the pictures. You guys are in next generation, true to next generation mm-hmm. uniforms, mm-hmm. Starfleet uniforms. Mm-hmm. So it's taking place in that universe. Exactly. Yes. That yes. was kind of our goal. We, we've seen plenty of original series. Yeah. And people love the original series, especially as improvisers, because it's big, it's emotional, it's theatrical. You can have big, over-the-top characters. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And Next Gen, what excited us about it is, first of all, all of us were fans. Uh, and that, so that was the easy part. And you're all uh, improvisers, which is great. Which is also great. Yes. And what we do, particularly at Impro Studios, we're trying to improvise a complete story. Yeah. So there's no clap-ins, there's no fade outs there's no crisscross there's no herald mm-hmm. so we're just trying to improvise an entire episode as if you're see- watching it on how on long television. is the runtime usually for one episode it's uh, about 50 minutes five, five zero. zero yeah nice mm-hmm. anywhere nice. from 45 to 55 yeah. sometimes a full hour which is amazing nice. i've been to impro quite a few times um i uh, they're jane austen yeah twilight zone i've seen sondheim and, and shakespeare mm-hmm. i haven't seen you guys yet so i'm really excited about that before um do you guys have roles that you always fall into? Whereas, like Paul, maybe he's always going to be in an engineer role. Right. Or, Paul just kicked me. I just kicked her right in the front. I was like, "Why don't you know this already?" So aggressive that. when he talks so, about the well, show. A lot of the things we do over there is improvised. <laughs> yes. One of the things that we, everything we do over there is improvised. One of the mm-hmm. things we do is a particular style called improvised soap opera. Right. And the style is designed that. The concept is, is it's continuing. It's, it's yeah. every week you meet, you know, these characters and you will see them unfold. So what we kind of did was, is we took our narrative concept and the soap opera idea. We smushed them together. So instead of a, um, instead of a weekly dramatic, uh, you know, soap opera where, yeah. you know, last week on the soap opera, dot, dot, dot. Right. Instead, we kind of mashed episodic with soap operas. We have preset characters that have built, that oh, we cool. built who have, uh, background stories, but only in the sense of, you know, my character is Commander Jack Deadman, and uh-huh. uh, he's uh, has lost his, he was a captain for a while, but he's lost two ships uh, due to whatever reasons uh-huh. suit him. So he carries that on his shoulders. Exactly. Aliza plays uh, Captain Thompson, who Captain him. Georgia Thompson. That's right. Georgia Thompson. Mm-hmm. I like the name. Right? Gave him a gave him command of the McGinley, the USS McGinley. Uh-huh. And and so that's our relationship. So I have a very close personal relationship with my captain, and and we get to play off that. And all of our characters are pre predetermined. So you mm-hmm. know who they are. You see them every week, but we're episodic. So we have to complete our story. Because then next week we're going to have a new story. Right. But everything that's happened, we try to keep in canon. It's canon, yeah. I like, I like, I like that. that. So there's sure. a canon for mm-hmm. the improvised yeah. generation. Absolutely. That, 
and all Elisa, the episodes. How, oh, go ahead. Sorry, all the episodes are on on YouTube. So I was you oh can, my goodness, that was my question. Yeah. How did you know? I was like, how can we find you guys online? <laughs> yeah. So, and you guys have been doing that uh, the first two seasons, or yes. did you just yep. start doing that? No, yeah, we have every every main season episode is online, and maybe even a couple. We've done we did like um, L.A. Comic Con last weekend. We've done uh-huh. some other shows here and there for festivals. Those aren't. Oh, those aren't canon. We, we call decided. those a very special episode. <laughs> yeah. It's a very special. I understand the con. They're kind of standalone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but some amazing things have happened that now we're like, maybe we should incorporate yeah. them into. It's canon. challenging because as improvisers, you want to be free of of any preconceived ideas and let right. what's happening in front of you yeah. be the thing to deal with. Uh-huh. At the same time, you're kind of in love with these characters a little bit and you have to learn to let go of certain things and accept what's in front of you or and at this uh, or you run the risk of of holding on too tight so mm-hmm. it's yeah. those one offs kind of make it interesting and on a TV show you have the producers to do that job right. but we just have each other which is right. hard yeah. because it's like Ah, I'm just gonna step in and be this, like, do this crazy arc, and everyone else is like, "Okay, we'll support, support, support." But then uh-huh. we may, might need a producer to be like, "Okay, guys, <laughs> let's uh, rein that in a little bit." And it's interesting because uh, improvised generation, impro studio is very new in a lot of ways. Impro mm-hmm. theater, the company has been around for ten years, twelve years, doing what they do. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare improvised, uh, Jane Austen, like you it's said, so good, yeah. and so on and so forth. And they're very successful at what they do, doing them in a big theatrical performance on big stages. The Broad, they just did the Ford's they just did the Theater, Ford, yeah. which was a huge show, 600 plus people, big, big show. And so what's interesting about studio is, is when this endeavor started just about two years ago now, coming up on two years, the very first show that started was Improvised Generation. So we decided early on that we were going to tape the shows and post them so that we could be aware of what we had done in the past. So smart. And little did we realize, we're like, this is exactly what we want to do. It's kind of our own passion for this particular style of improv and for a series that we just adore. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I adore. I I know that. No, we get to live in, yeah, we get to live in the world of TNG and create it and create it in some ways for ourselves on our new ship. So it's did it's kind you guys of like meet yeah. at Impro or did you guys were you friends before? I mean, what where was the when when did you guys all look at each other and say, "Oh my god, we're all Trekkies." <laughs> it was and we impro. know how to improvise. Yeah, it was Impro for sure. It, it was, was Impro. impro. Yeah. I I was walking by and Aliza and and Sarah and Matt Pittner and We were in class. So the three of us were in class yes. together. Me, Sarah and Matt Pittner. Uh-huh. Sarah, yeah. Mount Joy Pepka, yeah. Matthew, George Pittner. Yeah. We were in class together. This was like a, a, year, a year, two, years, two ago, years ago, almost two years ago. And we, I just mentioned like, oh, TN, like we're just talking about Star Trek. <laughs> I talked to, to Matt Pittner separately about it. He said he did a, a show in Minnesota that was improvised. A huge theater. Yeah, improvised Star Trek. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, that's a, blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> we have to do that. We have to do that. And then like a week or two later, I was talking to Sarah about it. And she's like, I want to be involved. And then Paul had had this idea before. It, it's and all, I, I've to always do fallen in love with the idea of doing improvised Star Trek. But TNG to me is is mm-hmm. perfect. I mm-hmm. love original series, but I, I'm a huge Patrick Stewart fan. Mm-hmm. Love the series like crazy. And they were talking about it. And I literally <laughs> did one of the, it was very bullyish of me. I, I just stopped. I was like, I'll be involved with that. And I just kept going. I didn't even, I didn't, I don't, I'm in. Done. Uh, it's it's like you know it's like like walking through the halls of high school like you and me prom later <laughs> you know it's like the most it was like such a dickish move but I was I like it. I need to be involved with that you know that's great I can't wait for uh, us to get to be down in there and see I can't wait so that we're, our, so we're all gonna be in it too okay. oh, yeah. we're gonna be in it prom you and us you can figure it out we'll figure it out that's fine um, and um, it's exciting that our listeners can find it online yes as, that's so as, cool that's well cool. let's move on um, we're gonna move on we have to get some stuff out of yeah, with our right. sponsors yes, so we're gonna some. go let's ahead let's be joyous about it I'm our excited sponsors. about it <laughs> they're great who are your sponsors our sponsors are vodka. Devotion Vodka yay um, how lucky I'm, are we come on we have a vodka sponsor so I made a little sangria with my Devotion Vodka Cosmo which is like a citrus vodka we're calling it the listener because oh. for Guinness. Because it's oh. all about Guinness tonight. Oh. 
So it's a little bit of, you know, the citrus vodka. It's a little bit of orange juice, a little bit of rosé wine. Because I, I enjoy a white uh, sangria over a, a red sangria. Racist. And then. So racist. I know. Hey, I like to be the exotic so one in the family, okay? So I want to. <laughs> And then some uh, frozen berries just to keep it oh, chill. Nice. To okay. keep it nice and it and looks pretty. Yours looks like a bit of the the um, sunset. What's that drink? You know, I was thinking you know of it, it too. I know, I know exactly. I'll, uh, no. uh, not Sumerian, something like Sumerian. It's sunset, yeah, something yeah. like yeah. It's very. But only you to that. can make it, Data. Yeah. Ding. Oh yes, yes. yeah. <laughs> it, the, the drink for those of you listening, it looks kind of like that. So yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> All right, our next uh, sponsor is Loot Crate. Thank you for sponsoring us, Loot Crate. Uh, Here's the messaging for November, guys. Are you on a quest for epic gear, housewares, and collectibles? Loot Crate offers an epic range of pop culture items for less than 20 bucks a month. And if you're more of a fanatical fashionista, then Lootwear, our monthly wearables and accessories subscription, will fill your closet with cult classics and your favorite franchises. Now, here's the cool thing. For the month of November, um, you can... um, well, I'll just read what they say. Yes, please. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ready your wands, pre-measure your positions, and get ready for November's enchanting theme, Magical. We've cast a magical ancient spell to deliver you this 100% exclusive crate featuring bewitching items from Doctor Strange, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them, and Pig Trouble and little Chi- in Little China. So this is like a, a monthly subscription box you guys can get to your house with exclusive gear. Just go to www.lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up. Put in the code booze and phasers and you can have this monthly subscription and doing that will save you a couple bucks off. Thank you, Loot Crate. Oh, Thank crate. you. So now it's time for our toast because we got all the business out of the way and we're going to get to talking. So raise your glasses. This is our toast since we're doing all things Guinan. My name is Guinan. I tend bar. I listen. Nice. Yes. Well cheers. done. Cheers. 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 cheers, cheers. Hey, we can reach each other now. Mm-hmm. Well, usually you guys are a little far, far away. away. Maybe mm-hmm. we should make it I like closer. it. Cool. Usually people are like bumping it's the cool microphones, scene. trying We're to like, <laughs> yeah. trying to cheers <laughs> each other. So, um, Claudia, <laughs> you know what's next. Shatner tweets. Shatner. 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 We're going to do Shatner tweets. Shatner tweets. Here's our segment where we literally read. Some Shatner tweets, tweets. Okay. from Shatner's bank account. Bank account. Bank account. From his bank account. <laughs> We're just going to read. Twitter account. <laughs> so much money. Um, uh, okay, so this week, he's going off on a little tangent because Radar Online uh, posted this article. They're a tabloid. Um, posted this article that he's going crazy because he did this interview on BBC Breakfast and they were like, he went off the rails and, you know. Oh, I didn't see so, that. Yeah. So they were like, is it dementia? I mean, they just started coming up with all this stuff. How so rude. Very rude. And I tried to find a clip and I, I found a little clip and it didn't seem like he really, like, he can go off the rails. He seemed pretty tame in this yeah. interview. Yeah. And I was like, they had a little issues. I wrote about the Donald, or not Donald, but Catherine Tate stuff where they totally messed up who she was in the Doctor Who universe. Like, yeah. totally. Yeah. So they aren't the brightest bulbs in the world. So he's kind of going off and just tweeting stuff like, haven't you heard? Or this guy goes, <laughs> just asking, how are you today? At past the stat, how are you today? William Shatner goes, haven't you heard? I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and the then, man is amazing. <laughs> music enthusiast asks, didn't your mother have you tested in regards to this article or whatever? And he goes, the only medicine back then in the Middle Ages were snails and bloodletting. <laughs> so stupid. So silly. <laughs> I like he's so self-deprecating. He's not totally. afraid to make fun Absolutely. of himself. I love yeah. that. Absolutely. Well, and this is a good example. So this guy, Brian Dunning, who's verified. I don't know who he is. But he cracked this stupid joke, said, Does anyone know the brand of girdle at William Shatner wore to make Kirk look skinny? Asking for a friend. <laughs> And then took it down because I guess he was embarrassed by the tweet. But William Shatner screen capped it and po- reposted it and then tweeted this pseudoscience equals quackery spewed by an idiot. What? <laughs> oh, wait, what? Yeah, in regards to that, I, that was pseudoscience? I don't, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't even think. We think um, sometimes late at night he's had a lot of red wine because the tweets. Yeah, we again. imagine him in like a robe. Like a and yeah, because like, yeah, sometimes the tweets get really kind of loosey-goosey. And, yeah. yeah, don't make sense. <laughs> and this is sort of political. Somebody said, since you're Canadian, do you vote in Canada's elections also? He goes, no, I cannot vote in any country's election. Haven't been able to vote since the 1950s. 
What? Mm. What does that mean? Because he's Canadian, he's not dual, but he lives in the, and works in the states. He can't vote. Is he not in a Canada? Canada? You can't do. And he, no, you, you can't, can't do an absentee ballot. Nope. No, he doesn't. He's not a citizen. He's not is a citizen. Yeah, what it is in the he US. Have he dual here. citizenship. But what about? Yeah, he he's not Canada. dual, so he can't oh, he's not do both. both. So he, he can't so do either. Mm. Wait, has he not lived Wait. in the U.S. for like? I'm sure he. Well, so he's never he's, taken the the, the no, test yeah. to become a citizen, so he can't vote. Okay, yeah. And then so some, he's living off everyone's what you want. dime. You want me to be a citizen of your <laughs> country? I vote for. It's, you know what? Clinton. It's because it's because there's no. It, he's a citizen of the Federation of, of the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's a very good point. And and somebody, no, I'm from Maya. I work in the space. <laughs> <laughs> and this is random. Somebody asked him at Simp Simp Seventy asked him, "You still living in Kentucky?" <laughs> and he went, uh, I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> and then emoji, big guy emoji. Like, hello. <laughs> and it keeps Kentucky. going, but it's like, oh. I wish you would have asked the guy, why did you think I was living he, in Kentucky? He does. I, 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 I want to know. know. He does. Yeah. He keeps going on. And the guy's like, oh, I just thought you were bluegrass. I thought you had like a place in Kentucky. And I, I don't know where you got okay. it. He watched <laughs> Generations, the movie right. Generations, yeah. where he's on a horse. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, in his head, he's in Kentucky. Or there's some bluegrass singer named Bill Shatter. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just loves. And he didn't know. It's got to be him. Yeah, I'm sure that's the same guy. Oh, oh my god, there was more, but it's all silly. <laughs> all right, guys. Really, none of it really landed in the in the solid information. That's sometimes, that like, sometimes yeah, yeah. he's got like sometimes they're gold. Yeah, yeah, that other stuff though. That was he like, didn't tweet a lot yeah. about tech wars this week. Nobody did that. Supernatural, and then Outlander. I have a later about tech always <laughs> Outlander. Oh, oh that's yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. out of control. Yeah. Um. So. Right, listeners, our five what? listeners. I'm kidding. We have more than five. We have seven. Um, nice. No. Hey, to all of our listeners, seven. guess what we did, the four of us, right before we pressed record? We watched the new Wonder Woman trailer mm-hmm. together. Winner and we wins. all want to, I want to say that um, in the middle, Aliza did start screaming. It's like Zena. Zena, Zena, it's like Zena. I can't wait. And at the very end, um, Paul couldn't help himself but to do air guitar, which <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, first reaction, Paul. I, I, uh, D- it looks like DC, they got one right for DC. Yes. Um, Zack uh, Snyder's not involved. I'm sorry? Zack Snyder's not involved. Which, which is, is key to all key. things successful. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a lot of respect for the man. He has a beautiful visual uh, understanding of yes. things, but he is the, the slowest storyteller I have ever met. It worked for Watchmen. It did not work for Watchmen. Not for her. I appreciate that. No, no, I appreciate that. That's a great conversation. That is a great conversation. It worked for 300. Yes. Yes. And Watchmen for me, though, is is you can't, that that particular story done in comic book form, that's like saying, um, I'm going to remake the Mona Lisa. No, it's a painting. It works as a painting. That story works as a comic book because it's a genius comic. It's brilliant as a comic book. But if you're going to, if you don't have that context and you're going to see it for me as a layout, I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm-hmm. I was, I too, I was very attached to the book. Of course. I'm very attached to the Which I can't argue with. Yeah. There's no, you are yeah. 100% correct. I know, I understand what you're saying. But yeah, you're right. We digress. We digress. So I have to admit that, that I'm pretty stoked. Uh, I really loved her in Batman versus Superman. Um, Batman and V Superman. V, yeah. She was um, great. That She was great. Love she was lovely in that. And allow once again allow a woman to fix the problem. Yeah. You know, in comes this super heroine who is strong, independent. I just I'm ecstatic about it. I love her. I love that she's all the all the tropes are there. The lasso seems to be that lasso. Yeah, lasso. 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 French. lasso. Lasso. Uh, lasso seems Zio to be there. Lasso. The 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 bracers seem to be there. The outfit yes. seems to work. The she doesn't look like uh like a room full of women. She doesn't look yeah. like just a Watch sex what pot. You say yeah. right now. She doesn't look like how like, we, we look. How we look. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody in this room looks that good. And it doesn't, it, they don't seem to be taking advantage. Everything yeah. seems to be coming out of character. Yeah. yeah. So that's thrilling to me. And Chris Pine, luckiest man in the universe. Well, he's in every amazing he's franchise. Like, yeah. come on, dude. Yeah. He's so bored. he can sing. Claudia, what did you think about the thriller? Have you seen Into the Woods? No. Oh. Um, guess who's getting so some videos? Sorry, there's a lot of white people. <laughs> huh? 
I'll give you that. I'm a musical theater person. Me too. I love Into the Woods. I'll send you this thing he did. I'm sorry. It was in the midst of all the, you know, like, Oscar so white and all that stuff. You know, Captain Hamilton is doing Into the Woods. What do you mean? They're redoing it with Captain Hamilton. Well, brilliant. Yay. But just watch. You're welcome. You're welcome Into the Woods. And then, you know, I mean, just seek out that song. singing. Okay. Because that song is ridiculous. He's hilarious and he can sing. And I'm like, wait, who did he play? He was one of the princes. There's a really cute thing that he did. I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel that I'll text you where he sang a song for him that you don't have to bother with. Into the Woods. Well, yeah. And yeah. Not to, sorry. Sorry if I offended anyone, <laughs> but it was just, yeah. No, you say well, your feelings. I don't know why I said that. I, was, I have smoke pot. I can't judge anyone, but I So how it. did you feel about the trailer of Wonder Woman, Claudia? Um, I will say, I think I loved the first trailer better. Mm. I don't know why. Um, I, I, uh, I, but I will say that I'm very excited. I'm so happy that Patty Jenkins directed this. Um, I think I'm hoping that it's a turnaround for DC because mm-hmm. I am a big DC fan. Like I love Christopher Reeve, Superman, like in that era. And so, and I love Wonder Woman so much that I hope that since we finally have a Wonder Woman mo- movie that it delivers so far, it looks good. It looks so far, good. it looks great. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think a, a continuing theme through the movie is going to be what Paul said, um, when you're talking about Batman v Superman, about, um, a woman coming in and taking care of business. It's just like, you know, in, um, in the trailer, there's this moment where she just walks out of the foxhole. It's just like, all right, you guys stay down here. Well, and when she been, starts climbing that ladder, yeah, and she's like, she's like, I'm is... going to go fix this problem. Yes, I understand mm-hmm. that she can she can fend off bullets and stuff like that, but it's just like that kind of thing. Let's get let let well, like get my, this done. And my favorite mm-hmm. thing, like in the first trailer, is the the scene of just all the the Amazon women fighting, like on the beach or whatever. Yeah. Right? That just all those powerful women together, just like kicking, meeting ass, technology like, for the first time was kind of like, oh, oh yeah. So what did you think? And, okay, yeah, that yeah, that kind of. Uh, Sparked something. I mean, too, seeing like these women on, in their native land yeah. fending off intruders. Like, hello, that's yeah, huge allegory right there. Right? Yeah, showing absolutely. that strength, showing that resolve, and that beautiful history. Yeah, I, I love this trailer and what what this film looks like. It'll be because she seems so grounded and she seems to have a real history. Like, I'm not very yeah. familiar with the original Wonder Woman. Like, I didn't. I I don't. I don't know if I've seen many of the original episodes, mm-hmm. but. I, I never got a sense that she, I was like, she's just a superhero. She just appeared out of nowhere and she's awesome and invisible plane and yeah. all that stuff. It was more like uh, like a gimmick that mm-hmm. she was special and super. But this film looks like it's actually digging into what makes her special. Yeah, and they're super. digging into yeah. her mythology and the yeah. comic books and, and, and the whole thing with Themyscira. And um, if I think I'm pronouncing that right. Did you say the, mascara? Yeah. What was it? Themyscira, where oh, okay. she's oh, from. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Was, yeah. I, I heard mascara Did too. You know it does sound like You know she's an Amazonian yes. Prince. Yes. princess, right? Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. But I feel like the, the original show, it was just like, she's from the Well, it's Amazon. campy. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's campy. campy. It was in the yeah. 70s and it was real. It was like, I love that show. I did too. Paul's term sex pot. Yeah. That always bums me. That's the thing about Watchmen. We were having a Watchmen conversation. And and then in that in that movie, there's a lot of sex pot. Yeah. On both sides of the coin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's also massive amounts of. Dr. Manhattan, for God's uh, sake. Yeah. Oh, hello. Your big blue penis. Uh, I have, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't feel inadequate about, that. about <laughs> At all. I don't. I can't change. It is what it is in my world. I don't have any powers to do anything about it. Just accept who Here. you are. I, I totally accept who I am. But, but you can't help but go, boy, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I lost my thought. But I feel like in that movie, there's a lot of like unzipped fronts. Yes, and there's yeah. a lot of like oh, yeah. long hair slowly whipping around. And uh-huh. Well, yeah, I totally remember that when they like, like, let's go fight crime. And then there's like the whole montage of them like getting on their final. That's another movie. That's another which podcast. Both, which, mm. to me, which is kind of what I'm, which is kind of the joy of being a geek mm-hmm. and loving this particular world of, of that we live in. Sometimes you get Wonder Woman, intelligent, strong, you know, breaking down concepts and barriers. How do you fight in this dress? Yeah. You know, this doesn't make any sense yeah. to me at all. And like, what, what, what? Oh, wow. New way of thinking. Yeah. At the same time, flipping on that with the Zach side, Zach side of it, suddenly you have, oh, well, that, that is a very attractive male and female doing the yes. kissy thing right now. Yeah. And that yeah. is really great, too. And I kind of appreciate that we are not the, the fandom that is only one way and there's no other way. 
The fact that you can mix and match different things, mash up stuff, have a new concept of things, have a new point of view of, of old things and new things and constantly and have it be and, ever evolving. And it's so exciting. And what everything. a wonderful place we get to live in and, and, yeah. and want, wait around in yeah. and find new art. That's thrilling to me. I like it. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, last, but one more thing on Wonder Woman. Um, name one thing in the whole trailer that you love the most off the top of your head, Eliza. Uh, her, just from the beginning, like them watching the bullet come past and shoot <gasps> that was, was my, as well, I was going to say, like, it's her realization because it means so much. It lets you know mm-hmm. she has this superpower where she can see something mm-hmm. going so fast. And you can also see the end of her life as she knows it at that moment going mm-hmm. past her. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Life's about to change. Yeah, yeah. Claudia? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm assuming it's a party when she's walking into that party with that gorgeous blue dress on, but she's got her sword in that, the back. I just, and it looks like some fancy oh part God. of the dress. <laughs> it does. That is pretty neat. It Paul? makes me excited. Yeah. I would say the love story. I yeah. am curious yeah. as hell yeah. as how they are going to handle the love story because uh, I'm just curious. How, how do you handle that? They're both touching face. It, there seems to be a moment there. Mm-hmm. And is this going to be what make, because, I mean, I'm curious. Do you How want do you it to hand- be more than a moment? I don't, or? I don't know. I don't care. And the rumor, there there were rumors, and um, I'm not caught up on all the speculation with Wonder Woman. Um, there were rumors that that's actually the grandfather, not like oh. the Steve Trevor that, that uh. we know. That's his uh. dad. Interesting. Yeah, mm. and whether or not that's true, which would make sense that she could... So Captain America-esque in a way. Yeah, have uh-huh. an affair with him mm. um, what, like and then no. work with his son work with his son in the future. But then again, exactly what you said, the stories are ever-evolving, so well, they could have done whatever they wanted with Again, it. As, yeah, the, you know. as the lonely male in a room full of strong, independent females, <laughs> whether, whether men have accepted it or not, I'm speaking for all men. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Because I've had alcohol. <laughs> for a lot of men, it's many of us are in love or married to or in a relationship with strong, independent females and, and women, and, and it's normal and no big deal. There's an opportunity here. There's, there's, there's discovery here. There's abilities mm. to say on a world where we're probably on the cusp of having our first woman president. Um, there's a lot of exciting change happening mm-hmm. in the relationship between men and women and learning how to reapply that respect, learning how to reapply that knowledge of how we treat each other. Mm-hmm. And that's if you're going to have this kind of a strong, powerful female character who like that moment in, in Super, Batman versus Superman, my favorite moment is I thought she was with you. Yeah. Because that to me is that was such a male response. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she can't be her on her own. Right. Right. I thought, she she, has, I thought she was with you. Like yeah. to me, I was like, that's just brilliantly making fun yeah. of how we think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's, I have to admit that's thrilling to me as, from, as a father. And I of think that's daughters. why it's, it's interesting with what is that relationship going to be? Because if, if it is romantic, you know what? I'm fine with that. As long as they continue. And, and from the two trailers we've seen, she is incredibly strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. She's mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. She's just going to have to be beautiful, but she's also very thoughtful mm-hmm. and, and, and vulnerable too. And vulnerable, like, you right. know, yeah. and, and doing yeah. all, you know, taking care of situations as a, or looking at situations as a woman would. And that's okay, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But we can, it's okay. We can keep going. Let's talk about, um, uh, 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 Brian Fuller uh, uh, checking out of um, not checking out. He, <laughs> he just checked out. Yeah, he, would, out. he, he would never uh, check it out. Um, so um, Brian Fuller <laughs> is still involved with uh, Star Trek Discovery. Um, it was released, I think, about a week and a half ago, right, guys, or a week mm-hmm. ago. That he's stepping down as showrunner. Alex Kurtzman is going to continue to do uh, showrunning duties with two of um, Fuller's partners. Which I need their, I'll get their names right now because I don't want to leave. Gretchen J. Berg and Aaron yeah. Harberts. Yes. Um, who have been working with him for a long time. So they're saying he's too busy with American Gods uh, and he's got amazing stories coming up, which is true. He's on the end of uh, American Gods and everything. And, 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 but to me, in Hollywood speak, not that I'm, I don't have my, by no means I don't have my finger on a pulse mm-hmm. of Hollywood. It kind of <laughs> sounds to me like they asked him to step down. Because they are way behind schedule. They don't have a complete cast. They already have to push back CBS All Access's flagship show to May. And now it's The Good Wife. The, the Good Fight. The Good Fight. The Good, the good fight. fight. The Good Fight. The Good Fight. The good fight. The good fight. Why you know? cancel it anyways? 
Why cancel? <laughs> you know, Wait, and they're bringing back the good it's, wife. Their, it's their no, it's spin-off. Their, yeah, it's a spin-off. Spin-off. Oh, of which was going to... As she... Yeah. As a lawyer. Right? And it was, Star Trek her. was going to be yeah. their flagship. You're right. So, oh, so I, CBS All Access is still going to start in January. In January, but, but with, with the, the good, good fight. Ew, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, this is news to yeah, me. Yeah, so, and then That's also. That's what this podcast brings, Aliza. Yes, it's, it's well, information. You know what? I'm so like sadly Star Trek centered that I thought Discovery was getting pushed back and CBS All Access was too. Because the world <laughs> revolves around Star Trek. I totally oh, understand no, but that how you said. Aren't they talking about all these subscriptions that are? There well, are, yeah. There's, there's people that I mean, that's that's probably like millions of dollars right there. People not sub- subscribing. Yeah. And then um, also Netflix is recently in the picture since they uh, got all the international distribution yeah. rights, and mm. Netflix is pretty powerful right now. So are they stepping into the room saying this needs to be on a better schedule? You need Ooh. and. Brian Fuller is, you know, this is what what makes him so great. I'm I'm, I'm the biggest Brian. I'm like yeah, I am always saying in Fuller mm-hmm. we trust. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's worked on Voyager, <laughs> Deep Space Nine, Hannibal, Pushing Daisies. I mean, you knew he he he's so talented, and I wanted him at the head of the ship. I still think it's going to be fine because there's so many well and Star mm-hmm. Trek lovers involved with the production. Right. And the people that I'm took just over sad. the showrunner are, are completely in yeah. relationship I feel pretty good about him. Kurtzman being involved. Absolutely. That's a very good move. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm just curious. So now that he's not going to be, sh- he's still, we were all sad initially. Just I like, think we're just uh, sad because yeah. we're all up Ryan well, yeah. Fuller because he's yeah. the cheerleader. Honestly. And he's been, he's, he's the been mouthpiece. the cheerleader for yeah. like the past month, this whole like yeah. 50th year of whenever he's been doing appearances yeah. and he's yeah. been speaking so like passionately yeah. about Trek. So yeah. And in one I of his interviews, he said, look, CBS just told me that I, I need to be quiet. I'm giving away too much <laughs> at one point. He yeah. said on the red carpet interview because he just wants to talk about Star Trek yeah, he's so, so much because he loves it. Now, of course, he's still on as EP and they said he's still on involved with the arc of the show. That's good. But do you guys feel that it's gonna the show's going to be hurt in any way because of this? Mm, well, I feel like they wouldn't make that move uh, lightly. You know, mm-hmm. I think if, they already moved it back, right? Before yeah. he was... Like, they already moved it back yeah. to May. So, yeah, I feel like if... Yeah, no, I don't think it'll be hurt. I think... Yeah. Um, I've been wondering this whole time, like, after months and months of hearing Brian Fuller talk about it, I'm still like, wait, what is the show going to be about? Like, And I know, mm-hmm. yeah, they can't give too much away. Yeah. But maybe having, you know, these three people really hone in on it and, and bang it out and then have Fuller overall oversee it, maybe that'll be a good move. Maybe that will be because I mean the 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 main characters haven't even been cast yet. At least the lead female. And oh now, really? Yeah. And what now is she like? Though they want a diverse cast. Oh really? They sure do. How diverse? Because I'm like super mixed. Aliza, Aliza Pearl is available, ladies and gentlemen. Aliza Pearl. Uh, but you know what? We all have to fight for it so hard because we all want to be it so bad. Yeah. yeah, we we all should be it. Let's we all, all just, should be it. Let's all just be that lead female. Just every, <laughs> it's a different one of us every week. Right? We'll play the same role, just like impro. <laughs> Brian Fuller did tweet this out about half a new, half an hour after the news hit. And this is about um, his two collaborators that are stepping in as showrunner with Alex Kurtzman. He said, Riker spent seven years of TNG unready for captaincy. I didn't know that was a word, captaincy. It is now. Uh, it is now. <laughs> Spent seven years of TNG unready for captaincy. Gretchen Berg and Aaron Habert are ready. Thrilled to see them in command of the bridge. Mm-hmm. So that was his send-off, which yeah. is totally... I mean, that's the kind of guy he is. I, I just hope he doesn't stop being their cheerleader because fans... I mean, he was kind of like our... To see somebody working on a show be that giddy in public... Yeah. yeah. Kind of reassured us. Yeah, the fact that he's staying on as executive producer, the fact that he's staying on as consultant or however they're they're deeming his paycheck tells me that he's going to receive scripts, which means that he's going to read scripts right. and that he has right, a relationship right. with them, which means he can say, you know, I really like this. I think that you need to get rid of this C story, make this more important. Let's add this. And I think you can go with that. Yeah. The, you know, he's going to be involved. He probably, you're right. It's probably more about him trying to get them on track because he just doesn't have enough time in the day yeah. to split between them. Right. Yeah. So if they're able to let these two people purely focus on the job and move forward with it, he can still put his input in there and keep the story going. I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of in a very, I'm a little bit in denial about this show. I have to admit. You're not like, excited? I'm interested. I'm, it has yeah. nothing to do with excitement. It okay. has everything to do with, and I'm probably the only person. I hate Voyager. Oh, God damn it, Paul. I listen. hate. 
Hold on. Voyager. Hold on. I, I, I wish yeah, that the first episode was about them breath. blowing up and, and, and never coming back. I, yeah. Okay, so I, I never got time. into Voyager. I need some time. And just recently. I watched that series for four years. Because it's her, her it's yeah. her favorite. Okay. I, I yeah. love you, though. And we love I each other. I think you're a great we person. Had we had very, we had words about Watchmen. Yeah, this is a great, is. Yes, this is great, is. this is good conversation. But I started to watch it. We're not screaming or trolling each other. Not yet. Not yet. I started to watch it to try to get on board and stuff. And I was like, man, I don't know if I can do it was not for me. Mm. And then I watched Farscape because she forced me to do that. And I was like, I like Farscape way better than Voyager. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe it, though. What? <laughs> I don't care. I was like, I got, this has my interest. That Bar- did it. Okay, Farscape, Farscape is one of those things. Don't. I know. Like, oh, I love Farscape. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Farscape, though, Farscape, though, is like one of those things I'm like, <laughs> Farscape is on. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I, I fucking love Farscape. I love Farscape. Oh my my very first script that I ever tried to write was for Farscape. <gasps> really? Yeah, the very first thing I ever tried I to write. It. And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with that show. That led me to Babylon 5. Ah, Farscape was a, um, I was already watching TNG, but, but Farscape was a gateway drug to, like for a bunch of other shows. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah big yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Farscape it's- was completely original. Was sci-fi like I had never seen it before? It was the thing. It was like it was like being a comic book fan all my life and reading all the all the traditional stuff and discovering like a, a saga or a chew, yeah. which yeah. was completely outside the norm and going, "What is this new thing?" Yeah, yeah, and and kind of falling in love with that. That's what that was for me. There are times I hated it. Uh-huh. And I was like, I hate this. Why am I watching this show? Mm-hmm. But I'll keep watching it. But um, it, Voyager, it pulled me in way more than Voyager did. Yeah, me too. Sure. The characters yeah. are complex and and different and unique. Uh, whereas Voyager, I hate. I'm sorry. It, no, it made me bananas. You can have your opinion. Yeah, it's okay. And, and, and uh, <laughs> let, let me do my impression. Wrong. Let me do my impression of every scene with Janeway. Very well, my screen. Like every no, single episode, she is basically Catherine Hepburn. Oh God, I, I'll give That's you that. Catherine Hepburn sounds like yes. <laughs> I'll give you that, but Man, I, I love that show. I, without I the love shake, Voyager. I would have really appreciated. Yeah, I don't know, dude. And it's and it's rough. Chicote, I want to punch him in his mouthate. Like I just, well, he I just, he made me nuts. So yeah, he didn't really even like doing the show as an actor. Okay, you're, yeah. Really, yeah. it was completely yeah. obvious yeah. how much he hated yeah. doing the show. I'm reading my lines. <laughs> oh my. Enough Voyager hate. No, no, That's we're not, almost all right. done. Wow, yeah. Oh my goodness. Paris, I liked. Tom Paris was yeah, okay. and I liked our holographic doctor, which Robert was Robert Picard was which amazing. was the oh, poorest yeah. choice in in executive producer history to make your character a hologram. So we can't do. Let's just leave him in that room the whole yeah, but time. They dealt but they with it. Yeah, the they dealt with him. They would go all around the ship. They got, I, he got this, the yeah. hollow emitter, and he and it go, was a, it was a whole character in, arc. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not wanted here. Like that was a whole thing. Yeah, it was like yeah, the I, data of, of uh, Voyager. Not like no. the data. No, not no. like a data. No. It, it well, was yeah. in the sense Artificial of, of intelligence. exactly discovering what it's like to be human and yes. wanting to be human, yes. but you know, and finally getting back to accepting. You guys stop Listen. laughing at this. They won't even make I like that we're Paul and Claudia just chuckling. Paul and Claudia won't even make eye contact <laughs> with us right now. Them on Voyager, okay, yeah. 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 right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, it's okay. I respect um, that. It's fine. Okay. I, okay. FYI, the second script I ever tried to write was Voyager. Okay, you're trying to like that, deal with your like yeah. intense hatred for it. No, I actually because I really wanted the show to be something different. Uh-huh. I wanted the show to be. I, I I never vibed with what they were up against. Right. I never vibed with their casualness. Oh, I didn't think they're casual. Oh, that's how they felt to me. Okay. You know they were. Oh, they they felt like like they weren't. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Like, <laughs> really? You know, I wanted a. Well, like, I wanted a. Um, I wanted them to become. Nuni and Sung, you know, I wanted oh. them to become stripped down and brutal and barbaric. And but like, you wanted but to be like, like Lord of the like, Flies, except yeah, with adults? It, but, but holding it together. Uh-huh. Like, I wanted them to deal with what? I mean, it, look, it, it's it's fantasy, right? It's storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. It's easy well, for me that, to. I think that was a great thing about Janeway, though, is that, you know, with the Starfleet rules, she was able to, you know, be really intelligent and bring in these rules and, and, and grab the McKee and Chakotay and try to make some kind of civilization out of mm-hmm. those rules, which sometimes worked and sometimes didn't, but for the most part they did, you know, yeah. but we will agree to disagree. Yeah. On, it's no on, drum head. Let's call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our topic guys. Okay. I want to ask Aliza a question. Cause when we were thinking mm-hmm. of topics, I, I was like, you know, I had emailed her first and I was like, so what do you want to, 
what do you love? What's your thing about? And you you said you have encyclopedic knowledge of Guinan. Yes. That she is yes. y- your girl. What is it about it's her Guinan, spirit animal? Guy. Yeah. What made her the, your spirit animal? What is it about her that you love so much? Okay. So um, so a few years ago, like four years ago, I started watching all of Star Trek chronologically. Mm-hmm. So not like when it aired, but like by Star mm-hmm. Date. Yeah. And so I got to TNG. Nerd. <laughs> I love Jeez, it. I'm getting fantastic. bullied on, on a podcast. Nerdy podcast. I, don't, I don't think that. I don't think that was. I don't think that, I thought that was a compliment. Like, it was nerd. like nerd. Nerd. Okay, okay. Oh, nerd. Taking no, it was, back, guys. We're taking back okay, nerd. Yeah. I was looking away when you said it, so I didn't yeah. see the like. Nerd. Okay, thank you. Yeah. He's saving me on that one. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. We'll, uh, so yeah. So when I got to TNG. I was already very seeped in, yeah. you know, the language of Star Trek and how it had evolved over the different series. And, and Guinan just appears with no explanation, no real history, but is the most interesting character in so every compelling. scene and every episode mm-hmm. she's in. And I was like, who is this? Like, where did this come from? What, like, why was, you know, and as I kept watching, I'd watch TNG as a kid here and there, but my dad my dad is a Voyager fan. Sorry. He's a, great, he's a great man with great knowledge. <laughs> and so I had watched probably more Voyager as a kid um, than, than maybe TNG, but I remembered more of TNG weirdly. I don't know. It's a weird hole in my Star Trek knowledge. But um, but anyway, watching TNG again, um, I was like, wow, this is, this is a very magical character. Um, there's that whole, I don't know if you've heard the phrase magical Negro. There's that no, at play you, a little bit. Yeah, okay. explain that to me? Yeah, there's this trope that has oh. existed in Hollywood where mm-hmm. there's there's usually like one special black character. Uh-huh. And they will save you and they will love you and take care of you and give you wisdom. They do that with and give you strength. And it's, it's <laughs> with who? They do that with Mexicans a lot too. Okay, yes. I saw a horror mm-hmm. review and I was like, really? The Mexican lady? She's the one uh-huh. that's all the magical. Like- yes, exactly. <laughs> Santeria and like all. Like, yes. okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's a trope. And yeah. it's there's nothing wrong with that type of character. It's actually, you know, I think it's actually pretty wonderful and exciting and like, lovely. But when that's lot, the yeah. only black character that's in any fantasy or sci-fi show you see, it becomes a little bit repetitive and and kind of like, okay, can we just have someone who is like, you know, like, a, you know, a Janeway or right, like, right, a, you know, right. or even a Data or just like something, you know, something different. And so, but Guinan was, was, I think she touched on that, but she was more than that. And that's yeah. what hooked me. And I was like, oh, she, she does have a history. They're just not really telling us what it is. Yeah. And maybe it's because Whoopi played her and Whoopi is this profound, I was wonderful, say, you like in her eyes, you see the life and the soul she has. There's actress. a wisdom in her yeah. eyes. Yeah, she has, and she yep. has that depth. And she's yeah. so grounded, and yeah. you're just like, I just want to hold her hand. Yeah. Like, she can, like... Yeah, and I'm super into vulnerability right now, just <laughs> in life, just exploring what that means for mm-hmm. myself. And and I think she was able to be uh, strong, yet she had vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And and the best ep- Guinan episodes, in my opinion, were the ones where you saw her vulnerability, like with the Borg yeah. in particular. Mm-hmm. Borg. So, and, yeah. so is that... Yeah, that was a no, long no, answer. No, 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 that's exactly no. the answer. Can I ask you a follow-up I, I, question? I wanted, yeah. On the magical character, yes. Do you feel that's a positive or a negative? Well, like I said, I, I, I think it can be a negative. I think it became, especially in like the '90s, it became so pervasive. Like so many black characters were just that; they were there just to serve, just to be the magical or wise or caring person, instead of getting mm-hmm. some depth or some story themselves. As an Italian American kid, first generation growing up in America. Um, there's no, there was conformity from my point of view, from my grandparents. You go to school, you conform, just, you're just a white kid. Go be a white kid. Morgan Freeman, to me, as Easy Reader, was one of my earliest heroes. As who? What Easy is, Reader what from The Electric from? Company. Mm-hmm. Do you guys oh, know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on The you. Electric okay. Company was a character yeah. named Easy Reader. It was played okay. by Morgan Freeman. Uh, and he was this kind of like really cool cat kind of, uh, you know, I, I guess you would call it Vietnam era outfitted mm. character um mm. who was the guy who like yeah. attached word sounds together mm-hmm. right and to me i loved him i thought he was the coolest character i wanted to be him for halloween i ended up being um captain cool from croft on saturday mornings <laughs> oh, yeah. as a young boy oh, yeah. yeah there you go that's that's for all the kids that's for everybody over 40 and um well so <laughs> or, or well. just nerds sorry <laughs> nerds um and and it's interesting to me because sometimes that white guilt kicks in and I go, but I love those characters. They make yeah. me love them. And I, 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 
I value their... So here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, and to, to kind of dissect that a little bit, I don't think there's anything wrong with loving those characters yeah. and and relating to them. Mm. It. The thing is, they came from kind of a perspective that was not, we are the norm. They're not like us. Right. Oh. It's always like wow. other, other, yeah. different, different. Like, speaking of yeah. Morgan Freeman, after listening to you and then you speaking of Morgan Freeman, the one that came into it, it's a terrible movie, but it's exactly what Morgan Freeman played in that movie uh-huh. was the Robin Hood. Uh-huh. One is that the one we did with Wait, Kevin Costner? Yeah. Robin oh. Hood, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's basically he's 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 a Moor, but he happens uh, to be in in England and everything, and and, and, and he, he's you know he gives all the wise sage advice. You and know, you so know maybe based, yeah. the cool thing is not saying that Robin Hood is historical at all, but the Moors, the Moors in particular, were these amazing, powerful, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Force. They they dominated yeah. Spain and Portugal for centuries. So maybe there's some history to that. So like, right. you know, the way that we're going to portray Moors, and by we, I mean, you know, whoever at the time was was directing the narrative, yeah. Yeah. is going to be from that lens of other and different and powerful and scary. Yeah. And so in the and high in the U.S., that's exactly, you know, what, you know, African-Americans and other minorities have been seen as other and different and seen by the fear. The fear is what drives the narrative. But then also the trying to like, um, capture that fear or, or tame it by either diminishing or it, it, basically to answer your question, I think it, it's just a matter of needing to have the perspective of not being other. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I so, never, I never, I, I appreciate that point of view. I don't think I ever, I, and I can respect that point of view and I can absolutely, as soon as you say it, I go, wow, I didn't think of that. I, I feel very, uh, I feel very like, oh no, that I hope I wasn't thinking that. I never felt that. I felt, I, I felt like, oh, I should talk more to. I should connect to, to those individuals mm-hmm. who I don't know. Or and you have, should. Yeah, that's Yay. my point. It's that's like, awesome. Right, and I think for my effect for this individual and that one unique experience, the effect it had on me was, hi, my name is Paul. Nice to meet you. They were there was an accessibility there mm-hmm. because I felt like whatever I felt like at that time, it felt easy to me. It didn't feel mm-hmm. like other. It just felt like, oh, I feel like I, I under, I, I might know, I, I can connect to you. I think I, mm-hmm. I don't know you, but I'll introduce myself. Yeah, I, I, I grew up in a diverse. I grew up in Connecticut, so mm-hmm. uh, in Bridgeport, Connecticut, there was a lot of diversity there. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think yeah. there's a, there's um, that's a positive yeah. like manifestation unique, of that, yeah, for right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, and not and unique, but yes, but I think other people have that experience sure. too. Actually, I oh my god, I went to a toast for uh, Star Trek's 50th on September 8th. Nice, and Aww. it was a bunch of like 40 plus, 50 plus year old Star Trek fans. And me at a, <laughs> at a Mexican restaurant in Hollywood. And it was I love oh so fun. It was like the best thing. And I got to talk to a lot of them. We sat down, had dinner, and and a few of them said to me, we're and we were talking about Guinan, because uh-huh. I you know, talking about Guinan. And and a few of them said to me, they were like, you know, when I was a kid, I was like six or eight years old when Star Trek premiered, and the first time I saw a black person. Yeah. Was oh, wow. Uhura. Yeah. And the first yeah. time I saw, and then on top of that, other people said the first time I saw us, a black person portrayed as equal, really just like as capable, was yeah. Uhura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, Whoopi talks that's, about that. And that's yeah. how Whoopi, yeah. Whoopi talks yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. We made yeah. it. We made it. We're yeah. in space. Yeah. And because <laughs> of those episodes that dealt with like the ones with the half black face, half white face, oh. that, and another person at that toast I went to, specifically mentioned episodes like that and said, I learned about injustice because of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Like good how sci-fi, powerful man. is yeah. that? Well, that's, yeah. that's what all great, great science yeah. fiction Star is. Trek science is fiction. So... Exactly. Science fiction is usually 20 to 30 years ahead yes. in oh ideology than what's actually happening on the planet. In, and yeah. in, in literature, in, in, in good televisions, it's always ahead. I mean, you look at the comic book shows that are on the CW right now. You know what? They don't even blink an eye at uh, interracial relationships, mm-hmm. uh, same-sex relationships, uh, uh, transgenders. They're, they're, they're not even—it's it's there because you put it in a fantastical world for people, then for some reason that's a way to—people to, that are having issues with it, even if it's obviously wrongly, for some reason it's able to bring the rest of the population in it. Mm-hmm. Next Generation, when I used to watch it with my sister— it was incredibly politically correct for that time. That's when that term was just first coming out politically correct. And, and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, the, remember the first episode I thought that, that with was, um, 
when Riker met the alien from the planet. The where everybody, planet? Yeah. 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 And the that was, planet? And that was yeah. such that is the that was such yeah. a telling of what was going on in the world. And that's the great thing. And like how I view, you know, like, like what Dine, is the episode called? Uh, I think uh, I know it, but I, I'm uh, blanking on it. Me too. One, one of our, uh, trust me, one of our fans well, will tweet the host it. Yeah. Episode two, or two, the host. When the host, the host with, with Crusher. Like Crusher and Riker, and then the host gets transferred into a woman. She's like, oh, uh, I don't, yeah. Cause That's she, a great episode. Yeah. 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 You know, you. for me, Guinan, you know, she was, she was, um, you know, I loved her. You know, I, I did love that she appeared. Uh, she just was there. She was just yeah. there one day. And I like you know, the mystery too. I like the mystery. I, I loved her confidence. I loved mm-hmm. the fact, you know, it could have been so gimmicky. And I think you're right, Aliza. If it wasn't for Whoopi Goldberg, it her, could have been. Yeah. It could have been gimmicky. The you have a bartender oh, yeah. mm-hmm. be yeah. the moral compass for the ship, the one that people come talk to. That could have yes, been the such advice giver. Uh, yeah, it could have uh, fallen uh, into a, that a gimmick, trope again. But she did but, it so well, mm-hmm. and she was almost like the Greek chorus. She was everything. She was the captain's mm-hmm. confidant. Like my, I'm gonna say what my favorite episodes are, and if you guys have a yes, couple please. favorite episodes, my one of my favorite episodes with Guinan is Yesterday's Enterprise. Oh, you know, which is which, you know, where she, <laughs> she, you know, she's an empath without being a beta, a beta Zed, you know, without actually being an empath, you yeah. know, where she can. Well, she, she has a sixth sense. She this is isn't supposed to happen. This isn't yeah. supposed to be happening right now, and, and to be so gentle, like to, to tell Picard what's going on, and then. To tell Tasha Yar, you're not supposed to be here. What do you mean? Yeah. You're supposed to be dead. Yeah. She said it to Tasha's face. We're not supposed <laughs> you know? to know each other at all. We're not yeah. supposed to. And, and then they, they end the episode with the wonderful mm-hmm. line, tell me about Tasha Yar. Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> I mean. Warriors drills. Um, and if, of, you couldn't have, if you couldn't instill that kind of trust in people, then, then mm-hmm. nobody would have listened to her. And what's, so what's great, what, they, what deserves credit for that episode for me as, as the uber nerd of that show is that's not the Picard we know. Mm. Yeah. Because that Picard, even Patrick Stewart, we were just having this conversation the other day discussing why is it that I can still listen to Star Trek and it may not always hold up visually, like in the sense of like, I can watch the episode and go, this doesn't feel dated at all. But the performances are spot on. The acting in that that show was through the roof. And thanks to Patrick Stewart, he vocally changes in that episode. He, you can hear his vocal and change physically. and physically yeah, everything yeah, about it. Yeah. And he says, the guidance says this, you're just going to have to trust me. And he says, not good enough. Damn it. Not good enough. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. that's not the Picard. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Picard would say, yeah, all right. I do trust you. Something yeah. is wrong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, eventually he comes around, but that moment is so powerful in that relationship because that's not the same guy. Yeah. Right. Great stuff. Right. Yeah. I wish, I wish one day they could have returned to why Q was so scared of her because they never really let's hear your theory on this Aliza <laughs> funny you should mention that page four uh, yes let's turn to page four in our Guinan textbooks um, so okay <laughs> so, uh, so yes as I was doing that um, chronological viewing which I've paused sadly I need to pick it back up I'm in DS9 Voyager era right now mm-hmm. anyway as I was doing that watching TNG I started really being inspired by Guinan's story and wanting to no more. And I did research to see if there was any fan fiction or, and there's a little bit, there's a novel that talks about how she met Picard. And uh, there's just a little blurps here and there, which are, um, I'm glad they exist, but I wanted more. And so I decided to create her backstory. And (laughs) so so I have a web series. It's called the listener spectral awakening. Oh, Oh, the drink. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. And that's awesome. It's, yeah, it's, it's her backstory. And we basically um, see where she came from. And mm-hmm. we see her on Aloria and what her life was like uh-huh. and the challenges she faced. And as a little spoiler, but not spoiler, because we've hinted at it before, um, it shows how she meets Q. Wow. I, that, that sounds great. Because you heard that, what she yeah. said at the convention that she just went to, right? No. That she was wait, like, wait. she was just like, Joking around, saying she's like, I don't know. They probably dated like a millennial ago, and then they probably had like kids. Who knows? They might have a kid. I, I always like. Oh, I always like. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what is it? The Borg episode where he says, "You don't know who she really or what she really, really is. Yeah. She's an imp. She's yes. an imp. Yeah. She's, she's, he he says that she has a different name. Yeah. yeah. And, and so me, in our series, she yeah. does not. She's, her name isn't Guinan for that reason. Yeah. yeah. We basically. Uh, sorry. To, no, you know, please. No, we, that's fantastic. And the reason why I have encyclopedic knowledge of Guinan is because I went as we were writing the series, I went through every episode of TNG 
of TNG, and then also uh, Voyager to study the Q. Can I be in yeah. and, and, um, Deep Space Nine to study the Q? And I took notes. So I have this giant document that's, that's notes on character notes on Q and character notes on Guinan. And Aww. and we pulled like a lot of our inspiration about how they would have met is pulled from that. And then we just fill out a lot. We basically wow. like create this wow. world that they met. First in. of all, I just want to say this. I don't think there could be, a, and this is a, a fair warning. I mean, Elise is my friend, and and I, I love her dearly. I'm his best friend. Yeah, be, my only. That's the only friend I have. Uh, <laughs> only, so be careful. Okay. But I would say this. What I would say is, I don't think you could do better casting. You look like a young Whoopi Goldberg. You look like a young Guinan. You that well, it, thank I, you. having seen you in your I cosplay am outfit. With Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, you, yeah. you I cosplay love her so much. Uh, I cosplay Guinan. as the character from our show, to the which point is where she like walks like her and she does the oh walk. Oh my god, I love it. It's amazing. Like even somebody that. who looks like Whoopi Goldberg, you you don't just possess that. I would say that you seem kind of, and we've just met today, but you yeah. do seem like. Pretty grounded. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Absolutely, and, and you do seem smarter. She's, she's seems totally smarter agree. than me, no. which is making she, me really God. not like her right now. I, yeah, oh, I've said that to her a few Let times. Me Please do. Yeah, I've said that to her a few times. I'm like, you really missed your calling. You could have been like a, a, a work at the United Nations because she is such a peacekeeper. She has yeah. brought, Peace, I, I, but not the peacekeeper from Farscape. Not those. Oh, kind no, of dear God, no. <laughs> not those kind of peacekeepers. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Nerd. Nerd. I'm sorry. Nerd. Uh, the other thing I would say about just talking about Guinan from that concept of the Q relationship, that he calls her an imp, a troublemaker, implies to me what I've always dug about that was like, if I was an omnipresent character that could do anything, snap my fingers and make anything I ha- happen in the entire universe, but there was one character who's going, no, you can't do that. Hey, that's not fair. Yeah. Hey, of course I would call that person a troublemaker. Yeah. Of yeah. course I would call that person a rebel. That person, and then you realize that, that that's his only foil. Is right. And what, his if, only foil. what if that person who's doing that, his foil, is the only person who can match him? Yes. Yeah. Which says, because and she I doesn't do that. Him. I would call him the troublemaker. Exactly. Right? Well, well, that's, yeah. Which is exactly, well, you're I mean, describing our self-cue. I mean, just to get, <laughs> just to get yeah. political, yeah. that's what's happening. Like, yeah. you know, that last. 20 year difference, guys. Oh, God. That 20 last, year difference. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll on that. <laughs> that, <laughs> last, um, that last debate, like, oh, She's a liar. She's this. She did that. Nasty it's like, woman. That's exactly what you're, Honey. like, literally yeah. what yeah. you are. Yeah. Like, so. You're yeah. doing. All right, guys. Yeah. We only have, okay. about, like, five or six minutes left. Okay. Oh. Okay. I know. Oh, so I focus in. I know. Okay. So we're not going to be able to get all our love for Guinan out, okay. But, okay. but that's okay. Uh, my other favorite episode, I just want to say real quick, was Time's Arrow. Just because yes. it reminded me of Doctor Who with the relationship between the Doctor and River Song, where they, um, I don't know if you guys watch Doctor Who, yes. where, where, where they meet, where one person has no... Yes. Doesn't know oh, anything about their oh, like like oh like that's the first time that she actually meets Picard, but Picard's not. And I just loved Times Arrow because you also got to see Whoopi Goldberg be a badass actor, and she was a younger guy, yeah. and she was trying to get away from yeah. her dad at yeah. that point, so she had Such that little petulance, you know. Tell my father I'm not done yet. Exactly. I'm listening to and, and then um, and then that moment at the end where he comes when Picard comes to the bar and is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so it was great. it was fan. Any other uh, good episodes before Anson we- Rowe? Anson Rowe is my girl. And so like in my real life, you sort of have to force yourself to be my friend. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. And she's like, mm-hmm. she's, no, like she's like, no, I'm gonna be your friend. She's no she's like, uh, guy says, yeah. Are you easily disturbed? And uh, yeah. uh Rowe says yes. And yes. she goes, and then what does she say? She says, um, good, because I feel like Disturbing someone yeah. right now yeah. or something yeah. like that. And it's right. like, oh. yeah. yeah. But it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. She knows how to push, yeah. push buttons. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then um, also, you know, a part of that whole Greek chorus thing also, it, and this is another g- a conceit of the show. I'm not going to say gimmick. It was a conceit of the show that worked really well is that, you know, L, I'm sorry, L, Lorians, since they were able to live so long, you know, mm-hmm. that she was able to be basically an encyclopedia for the captain of the ship. You know, yes. okay, mm-hmm. I know the Borg. Okay, yes. oh, that Nexus thing. Yeah. I need to tell you a little bit about yeah, that Nexus. Q, I've met, you know, and, and it worked. It worked. You know, there's all this stuff. To me, the character, like if you had pitched it, it sounds, it was set up to fail. She's a bartender who listens and who knows everything, but it worked. Perfectly, all the pieces fell together wonderfully, and she's one of my favorite characters. I would have to be. I'm probably going to go out on a limb, and and I'm probably going to get abused for this, but I have a lot of love for Generations. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect. It is. It. I 
have mass respect for everybody that made that uh-huh. movie and and wrote it and and so on and so forth. But the vulnerability of that character and whatever was happening with her at that time and the nexus and that how close she came to not being who she becomes one of my favorite things. Yeah. I do yeah. I have a it lot of love. It was ripped from her. Yeah. 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 Ripped. Yeah. And and that says a lot yeah. about that she's not perfect, that she is vulnerable, that she has she's made mistakes or has been hurt. And uh Well, you yeah. see that in Iborg too, like when she meets mm-hmm. Hugh for the That's first time. That's my favorite like, episode. Oh, yeah. she has such she, a favorite kind I of I love yeah. that episode. Yeah. And you know, I mean She's willing to wipe that, them out. That's a yeah. great, yeah, that's yeah. a great episode. And, where she's and like, yeah. what they can do together, what they teach each other is just, When she finally starts to get yeah. to know him. Yeah, and, yeah, and like, that's actually, you know, that's why it's my favorite Guinan episode because every other time she's so wise and steady and she knows and the right one, answer. Yeah. And she, that's when she like, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's, she's wrong. Pissed. Like These she's, people you know, committed oh, genocide being, on her planet and she's, you know, that's yes. still in her. Totally. You know, in brain. It's such a, well, human, Lorian. It's such a real vulnerable place and that she brings in. that to Picard because he's still in that place where yeah. he's vulnerable yeah. for being you know like, how Star Trek this. 6 of you to say human and then <laughs> even the term is racist <laughs> Hey guys, unfortunately we're out of time I, I really really wanted to keep going about Guinan but this means that we have to have you guys guys back um, and I also want to make sure everybody gets all your social media um, information for you guys personally and for the show. So, Aliza, mm-hmm. where can people find you? Okay. Well, I'm Aliza Pearl on Twitter. and you Spell that. Okay. A-L-I-Z-A-P-E-A-R-L. Um, and then I am, my series is, I think it's at Listener Series on Twitter and, and the things. And on Facebook as well. Okay. The Listener Spectral Awakening. Just put in the listener series or some combination of that and it'll pop up. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at, at Improvising Paul on Twitters and I'm Paul Hungerford on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my massive social medias. On YouTube um, is... Impro- uh, if you do a search for the Improvised Generation. So you guys have your own channel. It's not under yeah. Impro. It's Improvised no, yeah. Generation. We we, okay. we have an Impro Studio page, but the best... We decided that each series gives it... It gives its own series its own identification uh-huh. so that they... We don't want to... It's the individual's creation. We should mm-hmm. allow them to do as they please with it. We just get to be the place that we want them to perform at so we can support them. Um, that's yeah. So everybody has their own page. We'll just X files unclassified, which uh-huh. is our X files version or our improvised generation. I believe Ripley. You guys yeah, have Ripley, a- Ripley improv is a uh, young adult improvised dystopia by seven women. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Cool. That's yeah. fantastic. It's, awesome. uh, it's so fun. It's so fun. Excellent. Excellent. That's fantastic. You guys can find me at, at Audrey Kearns, K E A R N S on Twitter, on Instagram. Please check out geekgirlauthority.com for all your pop culture and geek culture news check out my other podcast at neil um not at uh neil before odd and uh five <laughs> truths hashtag neil before odd <laughs> um uh and five truths and lie claudia uh you can find me at, at claudia Dolph across the board and then nice. please uh we'd like to thank matt sewell our yeah. sound engineer uh thank you frank detrano for your artistry um, for drawing us so cool and pretty uh-huh. and, uh, and strong and strong and powerful <laughs> uh, uh, and Eben Schletter for your theme song. You're amazing. All right. Now we'll do what we always do before we sign off. We're going to say our quotes and I'll start. We'll go around the circle like this. Nobody knows what who's in the circle because they can't see us. But in my mind, everyone okay. can see us. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, um, I'm going to go ahead. And since yesterday's enterprise is actually one of my favorite episodes Woo-hoo! of all time. Yeah. I'm going to say a quote from Guinan from that, which is every fiber in my being says, this is a mistake. I can't explain it to myself. So I can't explain it to you. I only know that I'm right. And that's, I have that conversation with myself every single day. And my husband, I can't explain this to you, but I know that I'm right. All right. That's the right answer. That's correct. Yeah, I, I that's called yeah. being a wife. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just very prescient. And I, I understand mm-hmm. things. You're just yeah. a Lorian. You're very I'm a Lorian. Come on. Mm-hmm. Aliza. Give yourself permission to be selfish. Oh, oh that's good. Uh, that's a hard one for an ex-Catholic like me. Right? Yeah. I got yeah. you. I'm with oh, you right I hear there. you. High five on that. Yeah, all about, yeah. all around. Yeah. All around. Oh, yeah. High fives, all, all, around. all around. High fives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Recovering. Oh, Recovering. And current ones. Hey, hey guys, we Something know it's hard out there. Paul? Okay. Um, I, you said your favorite uh, guiding quote. Yeah. Right? Could be any This quote, to yeah. me is one of my favorite guiding quotes. Aldo Brand Risky. Oh. Who do you think gave it to Guinan? 
<laughs> that to me says yes. so much about their friendship and yep. their relationship that yep. he brought back a really intense whiskey uh-huh. and handed it. it was like here you should put this behind the bar for when you and i need to drink yeah. it or yeah, yeah, yeah. when i need to drink it yeah. i love that so much it says everything it's about one of my favorites from the it. episode of relics now you guys have to understand that she does the same quote every week oh, okay oh, okay all right, well, yeah. all right. It's, all right. It's, it's a plea, it's a plea. <laughs> okay jonathan frakes um if you just want to tweet at me, that's cool. I saw what you tweeted this week when you retweeted that Beyonce Dixie Chicks concert. You get me. So tweet at me. Thanks for joining us, Paula and Elisa. Take care. Thanks for having us. 